Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at Steve Diddy NFL on Twitter. Oh, I'm so excited to be back. I'm so excited to be back. Uh, big shout, this this podcast is dedicated to Stuart Alexander. Cheers for reaching out, bud, on the email. Um, nice to hear from you. Uh, yeah, so we're back. Look, we, uh, we are uh, barely alive. Uh, there's been, and I hate when people do this, you know, and they're like, oh, sorry we didn't release an episode in four months, but I'm back. You know, I'm always very consistent with the podcast. Um, but everything just seems to be coming at once. Um, the biggest thing is that my mother, uh, Daryl and I's mother, in fact, was rushed to hospital. Not even one in Ireland, uh, one in Spain. And she was in a really bad way. Um, my dad flew over abroad and he's been by her bedside and all this type of grisly stuff. So, um, you know, that's a developing situation. I'm not looking for attention or anybody's thoughts and prayers. Um, you know, hopefully she's... She's coming out of the worst of it now. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Just stuff gets in the way and that got in the way. But we had the trip, the trip to Green Bay. And then when I came back off that, I had man flu, uh, which is in the arms of... right enough of that. Uh, so it was, it was definitely a man flu. I took because you have to take. Uh, so first off, we had to be fully vaccinated going over. Controversial. Um, and also get a what's that thing called lateral lateral flow uh going over so everyone on the trip was fully vaccinated and all that good stuff we went over to america we tailgated from eight in the morning we'll go into that actually we have a special episode coming up um with a, a good friend of mine now um called steak um his real name is craig but he sent a message once in a group chat of him holding a steak so he's forever called steak that's just the way uh, the you know the male naming system works so we went over to Green Bay, uh, came back. I took two uh, of those antigen tests, negative. Uh, so I just had the sniffles. You'll be delighted to know. Yeah, but geez, the stuff comes in and, and leaps and bounds. But anyway, I have steak. Steak! Coming on, uh, I think this Sunday. Uh, we're going to get together and we're going to do sort of a, a podcast all just about the wild trip that it was. It was a solo trip. Uh, 50 people stateside went to a Badgers game first. We nearly got the shutout till the very end of the game, kicked some booty, and then went over to Green Bay and saw the Seahawks game. Thank God we didn't uh, see the Vikings game. And we shut them out. First time in Russell Wilson's career, we shut them out, and it was snowing. It was like a snow globe. Um, and it was just um, absolutely tasty. Brilliant, brilliant trip. Met Mark Murphy, as you used to. Shout out to the big boss. And uh, we got the tour and... An extra day, so everyone spent their mortgage money in the pro shop, including me. I don't know, I was quite good this year. But when you think about it, what, there's 50 plus UK and Irish Packer fans that head over. And I'd say the average was about a grand spent in the pro shop. So that's between 50 and 500 grand that was spent in the pro shop. Uh, so it was a great trip. But yeah, we're going to recap that and all of the shenanigans that went along with it. So podcast, finally. I just wanted to check in basically and tell you that, look, everyone survived. Uh, our bank balances are deceased, but everyone else survived in mind and body. Talk a little bit about the Vikings game. Tiny bit about the Rams game. And then uh, this special edition, special edition podcast will be up Um come Sunday, uh, well, recorded Sunday, probably released after that, and then we're going to have the post-game and the pre-games and all that fun coming as well. Hopefully, uh, Daryl will be back on, Pete will be back on, and we'll chat about it. Uh, Vikings game, is it that devastating? No. 
Um, it, it, actually, to me, it was kind of shocking that we held this game so close with the Vikings because, uh, you know, they're, and I've heard sort of Wes and Spoff talk about this on, on their Packers podcast, um, Packers Unscripted, where, you know, they were talking about the inconsistency with the Vikings, but, you know, they were devilishly good. Uh, just Justin Jefferson, God damn it, I had him on my fantasy team, well, hey, so it's one of those moments where you're kind of rocking back and forth in a cold shower thinking, oh, my fantasy, but my actual, the love of my life team is... Is gonna lose. Um, look, the the Packers defense were third in everything coming into that game, so the fact that it was such a poo poo caca type of performance, it just it really comes down to the injuries. Um, and uh, you know I hear this trope now going around that oh this game against the Rams is an absolute must win. Is it though? I mean, when you look at the injuries that we have, so Aaron Rodgers with the toe injury, and again, again. He hits the news again uh, because he was on the Pat McAfee show and Pat McAfee's obviously taking the piss. So is he. And at the very end, um, you know, he says he has COVID toe. Now, does he have COVID toe? I don't know. It looked like he was taking the mickey. Uh, do we care he has COVID toe? No. Because that sag is over, right? He tests negative. He played against the Seahawks. We win. And uh, from here on out, he's going to play through this injury. So there's an awful lot of ire coming his way uh, for this, that and the other Um be it COVID or not, no one knows. So he's playing through, and this is a tweet by Andy Herman uh, about the current list of injuries. Uh, Kylan Hill's out. Aaron Jones, number one running back. Alan Lazard, number two wide receiver. Malik Taylor brought in also. Robert Tonyan, mm, you could probably call him number one tight end outside of Big Dog, but he's more of a blocking dude. Uh, Dave Bakhtiari, uh, again, number one left tackle. Elton Jenkins, left guard. That became left tackle. Josh Myers, the guy who brought in to be centre. Zadarius Smith is out leading uh, pass rusher. Whitney Marcellus was doing a great job until he picked up that injury. Rashan Gary was out with the elbow in that last game. Uh, Chauncey Rivers, Randy Ramsey, Jair Alexander, all pro, pro, pro bowler. And uh, Will Redmond as well, which, um, you know, the news came out since uh, that he's since left the team. So, like, just, you know, how far did we really think we were going to get? For instance, if you look at this O-line and the players that we have on it, you know, you have D-back, Jenkins and Myers out. So that's three of the five uh, that were expected to be in there are gone. And the people that we have in the starting O-line, and I think it was Matt Schneidman, uh, went down the same route that, like, left tackle, Josh Nyman, left guard, John Runyon Jr., center, Lucas Patrick, right guard, Royce Newman, and right tackle, Billy Turner. Only one of those penciled in before the season actually kicked off to be playing on the O-line. So, you know, I keep looking at it and going, okay, so you take away the whole O-line, you take away the pressure up front with Z Smith and Rashan Gary is then out. You know, from the back end, you take off J.R. Alexander. It seems like all of the players that we sort of said before, you know, like, look, we've got superstar players here um, and we just need the, the supporting cast to be good enough to carry this team to somewhat close to the performance that they got last time around. And then you take all of those players away. So it's the you know, all-star cast that are going to come in and, you know, give relief to the relief staff, basically, which is pure nuts. And then we come up against the Vikings team in their stadium, which is very loud, which, you know, Rogers said himself on the Pat McAfee show, it's not as if it's it's really, really loud. But then there was that mistake on the on the snap and the missed timeout, which was the most successful missed timeout ever. Um, but when you look at the game and how it sort of panned out as well, you know, on top of all the injuries we've... Crosby missing a, a chip kick. Uh, we've got the wing and a prayer stuff from Kirk Cousins where, you know, he played well and his quarterback rating was great. Still beaten by Aaron Rodgers on that dodgy toe because that was another take that I heard 
about like you know what sort of solace can you take from this game or this loss or whatever um, and they went oh look it's crammed the injuries we have and the performance that we're getting but the one thing I would be concerned about is Aaron's toe you know at the start of an injury like this you would imagine it'd be the most painful um, and hard to manage and you have to adjust but his quarterback rating was what 140 something you know and you look at that and go well and I know it doesn't work like that it depends on who you're playing but the fact is is that yes we got off to a slow start uh, but it certainly didn't seem to impact him on some of those money throws he was making. So Crosby missed chip kick, wing and a prayer stuff from Kirk Cousins, and the amount of dropped interceptions too from Savage, which was savagery. I mean, it's just, you know, how many times... It's amazing how close that game was. The fact that we could have won it. You know, the, the misfires at the start of the game. Um, I'm not going to moan about it, but the ref's calls were pretty dodge. You know, because I went back through the game and I was kind of trying to... I was going to do a drive-by-drive -drive account of it all um you know because when you look at it we get to third and long and then the pass goes to mvs and then he was you know getting uh, harassed um with some defensive pass interference and then they don't call it um you know so i just think it's incredible that they they got as far as they did and the game as close as they did so i just think that's really reassuring again i'll state it right i don't think if they get the starters back it's going to be just like a magic potion um because you know the you can have your full-fledged, full-strength team and still lay an egg. Um, and you have to build up chemistry with the people again. They need to sort of settle back in. If they're out for a long time, they need to bed back down. Because the criticism that was sort of laced at, at Rodgers this week was the fact that with his injuries, and again, this could be an ongoing issue with that toe in the sense that he's not going to be able to practice to you know the level that he would expect or the team expects him to if he was healthy. Um, was that he doesn't have that playing time. So he's shaken off that bit of rust. And, you know, as he's getting reps in game time, that he improves as the game goes on. Now, pretty small sample size, uh, you know, since he was out and came back. Uh, you know, whether that's true or not, it could be just a blip or a trope. But look, the Vikings, they played a really good game. And uh, a really good um, Pat McAfee show this week with him, where it was very football-orientated. There wasn't a mention of any podcast host or horse pace. It was all just about football. And, you know, it's fascinating to to get an insight into just how unbelievably good this guy is. Um, you know, because talking to people over in Green Bay, I was trying to get a barometer of how much do they put on Aaron Rodgers and how much do they put on, you know, Matt LaFleur. And, of course, everybody's thinking Rodgers is going to be out now from next year. And, like, what fate did he put on the floor? And it does seem like people are like, look, you know, it, that's chicken and egg stuff. You look at Rodgers and you look at LaFleur, it's very hard to pull a Ferrari from a race and say that the strategist would win it with a ladder. You know, like, it's... And I'm not saying Jordan loves a ladder, but I'm saying it's very hard to separate the manager with the, you know, with the the team he has. You know, you take Pep Guardiola away from good players, and how well does he do? Well, obviously one leans on the other, and uh, again, I've said it's a perfect storm. But you know, from whatever about the pontification and the the stuff that I took ire with about this whole COVID situation, not so that he whether he took it or not but the way he handled it after this holier than thou i know better than you blah 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 and woke crowd woke mob all these dog whistle stuff when you see the man talk about football you can really appreciate that football iq and that brain and how quick he processes stuff and how you can't train that stuff 
You know, like even the the timeout that he didn't get off and it was snapped early by Lucas Patrick, thank God. Um, you know, the reason he did it was is because he saw this certain coverage and he wanted to check it out because he remembered the same coverage from 2016, which is just absolutely ridiculous. To have a player on the field behind centre who can recall coverages from five years ago and the outcome of all of those and to read the game is just absolutely incredible. So when you add up, you know, the defensive woes let's say because Justin Jefferson was uncoverable and not that he he's an outstanding player um but at the same time they the Vikings just out out coached uh the Packers on on the night and for it to come down as close as it did as I said is just ridiculous and, and like another thing that I see is that you know there was a nine second play uh to MVS for that 75 yards and was it too quick and all this type of stuff no you, I mean you take the points when you can um and it's not too quick and it's unfortunate that it's so fast I guess but I mean how can you complain about you know going up at the end of the game and then losing on a last gasp uh field goal it's just one of those things it was very easy to swallow I think at the end of the game because it was an exhilarating game and I know you know certain people were picking up their TVs and introducing them to the front garden but for me you know what, it was, a, it was a promising game in the sense that we're still absolutely devastated with injuries and we're still hanging points on teams. Rodgers looked absolutely uh, dynamite at the end. Yes, it was a slow start, um, you know, but we're missing key players. You know, our O-line is completely banged up. Elton Jenkins going down now for the year with an ACL is just absolutely heartbreaking stuff. Um, so, you know, Apache O-line, Apache uh, pass rush. And we still saw some great things. I love the Larry McCarran videos on Packers.com where he breaks it all down. So I'm nothing but encouraged about this whole thing. And this Rams game, there's these sort of uh, stats flying around that, you know, Matt LaFleur hasn't lost two games on the trot in his tenure. And he's, I think it's he's 8-0 after a loss. And, you know, he, he beats teams by an average of 14 points after. That a Rams, you know, and to kind of go into some quick snaps. Oh... Uh, some quick snaps is that look the the Rams have got a point to prove. Uh, you know Lafleur is a disciple of McVeigh. There's something there's a little bit of spiciness and a little bit extra in this game. Um, we saw Lafleur lay waste to the Niners and the Shanahan. Um, and then you see the likes of um, Sean McVeigh and his recall and all that type of stuff. And you know we have a familiar opponent in Stafford. Uh, but again they're down Woods. Uh, who was a dynamite player for them, and they have struggled since he's went out, but they still have ridiculous playmakers. Now, I see Tom Silverstein, Silverstein um, and co. Uh, uh, Ryan Woods, uh, you know, Ryan Wood, talk about uh, how this is the first team that the Packers had faced with Dalvin Cook with, a, you know, a proper legit running back, and they suffered because of it and all this type of stuff. Um, and maybe so. And um, when they come up against the Rams, it's another really quality outfit. And they're coming off a bye and they're coming off two consecutive losses. So it's a really weird dynamic in the sense that, you know, the Packers are going to be telling their squad, look, guys, one more, you know, this whole one game at a time, Lark. You know, go into this game. It's the last one before the bye. We're going to try to get a little bit healthy. Rogers even said that himself with the whole toe issue. Um, and then you look on the opposite side where the Rams are going to be, you know, jazzed up. It's tough for the Packers. I mean, you know, having a bye week, week 12... It's late in the season. Uh, they've done extremely well to this point. You know, when you look at the losses and that Vikings one was painful and, you know, you look at the Chiefs loss and that game was there to be had. So the Packers are not out of it by any means. And that's why I don't think this Rams game is like this some statement game. Almost every game to me up to this point has been like, how are they going to mix this up now? You know, how are they going to, 
find a way to win in this and it's always been kind of convincing you know and all of this stuff about oh Aaron Rodgers hasn't been the same and you know we saw some wide open stuff against the Seahawks but again he came into his own at the end of the game and we absolutely dominated so it's just a beautiful thing to watch so it's still an exciting team and there's still a different vibe around the season entirely you know will it be people's last season you know be it Devontae Adams or Aaron Rodgers or whatever and it's just trying to soak all that in and enjoy the ride I guess the the problem is is that when you know are we going to have a game like this a game that's too close to call when it comes closer to playoff time and we saw what the Cardinals were able to do when they have Kyler Murray out uh, Colt McCoy comes in and wins two out of those three so they're still humming along as well but look we've got the lead in the division so it's expected, obviously, that we make the playoffs. It's an extremely strong team um, and the morale and stuff. And if anything, the bye week, uh, at any 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 rest now is at the right time, you know. Um, so I think that this late in the season probably suits the Packers a little bit better because we can kind of, you know, take stock, uh, blow the stink off the bad news cycle that the Packers have had between the offseason and with the A-Rod COVID stuff and all of that, regroup and then come back into this thing um, a little bit stronger. So it's a it's not a like must win game by by any intents. I think we've put that much daylight at the top of the NFC North that we have a bit of room to play with. Um, like the lads had mentioned, it's the inconsistency stuff. Um, with the Vikings, you know, they're in nearest competition. The Bears getting waxed and almost winning their game, but still getting beaten. Um, and all that good stuff. I mean, you know, it still gives us some daylight. So it's still. It's still exciting. So look, this Sunday, um, I'm going to be sitting down with Craig and we're going to uh, detail out the trip if you want to tune into that episode. We're going to have a post-game breakdown, hopefully with uh, some of the lads and sit in on that. And as well as that, uh, already, weirdly, um, it's getting to the end of the November cutoff. Uh, so on the 1st of December, uh, the money gets taken for Patreon for all of the people taking part. And I always do a massive Christmas bonanza and i'll be releasing a sort of a hype video let's say to show you exactly what those prizes are but i let the cat out of the bag on this one the number one prize is a signed ray nitschke photo which is just a beautiful piece because it's signed by ray it's uh it's old uh looks brand new by the way but it's an it's an old print off for him to sign you know and even the texture of the paper and the, the look of it is very different than what you find uh, in modern modern signatures the second prize is going to be a signed zadarius smith jersey um and i'll release the other prizes uh to you in sort of that hype video or whatever so that's something to whet the appetite so again like overwhelmingly i've had people come back and say oh i meant to sign up but i never got around to it and eventually i did and in fact our last draw um, everybody who won that had never won a prize before, funnily enough. Um, so the way it works is is that everybody who, who gets into Patreon, just it's like prize bond. You automatically get entered into this signed March draw. So I know you, you might love the podcast. I got great feedback of it in Green Bay and from the trip goers. Um, and if you enjoy what we do, some people, when I reach out to them about their free T-shirt, which you're going to get after three months instead of six now, and I say, what free T-shirt do you want? There has been some people that have come back and said, look, don't worry about it. You know, I just wanted to contribute and, and say that I'm a fan of the podcast and the team and I love what you do and all this type of stuff. So that's that's really kind of, for those people, it's just an added bonus, I find, that when they get sent out some fantastic merch item that they almost forget about it. And that's what you have. And it's me reaching out to you and how it works is I reach out if you haven't seen the draw video and I say, have you seen the 
draw and then if you want to watch it and then i send out the the prize to you and some people don't even look at their emails and the prize arrives at the door um so it's exciting stuff and i you know i keep you informed about how that prize is being sent out so i'll take a little picture and i'll send it out to you and there's a nice little process that i like to do that goes along with it to build up that excitement because there are some absolutely fantastic prizes and the rain nitschke picture is going to be fantastic so it's going to be a mixture of signed stuff and probably some extra prizes thrown in there um as well so super duper exciting that's the christmas draw but you have to get in by the end of november because the cutoff is the last date in november so do make sure that you dive on that for your place and um yeah you get a free t-shirt as well and if you sign up lastly uh, everybody who ha- doesn't win is going to be guaranteed a prize so what i do is i get you based on tenure and i'll give a prize to someone who hasn't won a prize yet it doesn't exclude you from winning we've had a, a guy john o'hartley in fact who was up for a prize a definite prize and he ended up coming out top of that draw so it just goes to the next person then so by the end of it my um you know the whole aim of it is is that every single person who supports uh the group on on patreon will end up with a cool uh, merch item ken mac won one uh, i sent it out to him it was a jordy nelson limited edition retirement bobblehead um and this time around i'm giving away the the guaranteed prize is a smith's brothers uh, limited edition bobble so it has Preston and Zadarius on the same bobble which is absolutely fantastic and that'll be upcoming um, you know when I send out that hype video as well anyway so that's it for me um, thanks for hanging in there guys sorry about the lateness of the podcast but as I said off the top uh, it's been a pretty challenging time I guess in the O'Brien household but we're back on track and I'll speak to you after the game on Sunday go Petco